During the season of giving, you might give away more than you want. Sweater for mom, video game for Jake, and my credit card for someone named Gina? More online activity can mean more exposed personal info, but LifeLock by Norton has identity theft protection all wrapped up. And if you become a victim, we'll work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions, but you can save up to 25% off your first year with promo code LifeLock. Visit LifeLock.com today. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. Here we go on the ML Sports Platter, all brought to you by Stanley Law Offices, Burn Dairy, Rosie's Corner, the Syracuse Fitness Store, and our great friends over at Axe Exotic Pets. If you're in and around Central New York, they've got the wildest, coolest, most exotic pets, snakes, birds, you name it, all your amenities. And of course, uh, Axe is on Route 11 in Cicero in and around Central New York. They will ship some things to you as well. So go find them on Facebook if you live out of the area. Uh, they will ship some things depending on what it is uh, anywhere in the country. Axe Exotic Pets, that's A-C-K apostrophe S. Axe Exotic Pets, Route 11 in Cicero, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Let's talk a little bit about the the rest of the season for the Packers and the Cardinals. I kind of wanted to do a segment on these two teams um, off of watching last Thursday night's football game, uh, which was, I thought, a really good, solid, physical, um, you know, matchup. It, it wasn't really littered with offense until a little bit later uh, in the game. You know, for example, Aaron Rodgers didn't put up arcade numbers. I thought Kyler Murray was actually very human in this game compared to what he's been. He's been Superman, you know, prior to. Um, But it was just a really good football game, a really solid, hard-nosed, two of the best teams in football. Um, You know, I'll tell you this. Before the game, when I found out that, you know, Lazar was out and Adams was out, I said to myself, uh, who, do, who do I pick still? Because on the one hand, I looked at it as Arizona being the home team. Arizona just having more weapons. On and on it goes. But then I said, but Rodgers is on the other side. And when guys are out, this happens a lot in sports. I don't care if it's hockey, baseball, basketball. You know, I don't care. When guys are out. And it's assumed that because your your number one wideout is gone, or your number one defensive end is gone, or your number one centerman is gone, or your number one, you know, RBI guy is is gone, or your number one three point shooter is gone, it's assumed that if one of those guys is gone, that or two in this case, uh, you're dead, right? Other players on the team take exception to that. If you don't think that, you're crazy. They get super pissed when they hear, well, going to be a tall order now for Green Bay to win. 
Instead, Rodgers was mechanical, <clears throat> he was surgical, and he did just enough against a really aggressive Arizona defense, which both defenses were extremely aggressive and, and I thought solid in this game. Green Bay's more so, especially in the end, uh, which I'll get to the the just the terrific um you know playmaking and and interceptions. Uh Rasul Douglas, I mean that that pick, the concentration, the tipping, keeping the feet in in the end zone and all the rest, kind of like a backdoor throw for Murray. Receiver doesn't turn around and Douglas uh, it's kind of like tipping around and then he focuses in on it and catches it and turns and that's the ball game and <clears throat> you know, he turned to the Green Bay fans and they went wild and that was it. But we didn't know that, you know, Green Bay's defense had this in them. If you think about it, Green Bay was 6-1 and one going into this game. And, and and by the way, isn't it just great when the Packers are good? I mean, when the Pack, I know the NFL doesn't, it doesn't matter who's good when because the ratings are crazy. The NFL has separated itself from everything so far by now. It, it just doesn't. It doesn't matter who's good. You don't need the trademark teams to be good. It doesn't matter because people, I mean, we have 14, 15 million people uh, in some cases watching the worst Thursday night game you could possibly imagine, plus betting and fantasy and all the rest. And that's part of why people are watching. But I will say that when the Packers are good and Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers and and they're such a monster brand and, and they're, they're a, unless you're a Bears or a Vikings fan, to a certain extent, I guess a Lions fan, although I don't know how, I mean, I don't, if I were a Lions fan, I would just give up at this point. But like when the Packers are really good, they're hard to hate too. And so it's like, oh yeah, you know, cause you think of echoes of Vince Lombardi and Bart Starr and all the old guys. And Brett Favre was one of our favorite quarterbacks of all time. For the most part, Packer fans got ticked at him. I think now that a lot of that storm is blowing over, you know, his time in Minnesota, his time with the Jets, et cetera. I think most people can realize, and I'm 42 years old here in about a month, you know, Brett Favre was probably one of my, I mean, after all of my Buffalo Bills guys, Brett Favre might be the, my favorite football player. You know, he's in that category after my Bills guys, you know, Thurman, uh, Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, Andre Reed, Bruce Smith, uh, you know, some of those guys, Steve Tasker, um, you know, and then it goes into Cornelius Bennett, and then it goes into, you know, like the Brett Favre's and the Joe Montana's and the John Elway's and Jerry Rice, certainly. So, um, but you know, you think of those things with Green Bay, and Green Bay is a big brand. It's a huge franchise, and it's a huge, huge, huge win on the road against Arizona. When Rodgers is good and, and the Packers are good, uh, it just makes the NFL that much grander, right? And, you know, we didn't know the Packer defense had this in them. Rasul Douglas with nine tackles, all of them solo. He had an interception. Campbell and Stokes were everywhere. Uh, I think I think Eric Stokes, by the way, uh, is becoming a ridiculously great corner as a rookie. Now, I'm fine with what the Bills did in the draft, but me being a Bills guy, and I, you know, defensive end was a priority as was corner. I thought. The Bills still put their eggs in Levi Wallace's basket. <clears throat> so far, overall, it has come back to bite him. You think about it like, oh man, you know, maybe kind of making sure that you get up there. Because I think Stokes was taken, he was at 29. And the Bills had the 30th pick. 
That's what it was. Then KC had 31, and then Tampa had 32. You know, at 30, to make sure that you get Stokes, do you trade up two spots? Or, or I mean, I don't know. Um, I'm not saying Eric Stokes is going to be better than Greg Rousseau. I'm not saying that. But the Bills needed a shutdown, lockdown corner opposite of Trey White. I mean, that was a major, wicked, glaring weakness. Um, defensive end and getting pass rush, you know, help was big too because of what happened against Mahomes in the in the championship game. But I think what you have to kind of take a look at here is that Brian Gutekind, a guy who's been just absolutely raked through the coals by Aaron Rodgers, he's built a pretty good roster, man. I mean, this team wins 12, 13 games every year. I think this year they're going to win a 14. I picked him to win the Super Bowl this year. He's built a damn good roster, man. I mean, I don't understand for the life of me, I never did, <clears throat> why Aaron Rodgers had issues with his people, why he wanted what Mahomes has and, you know, I guess to this point Josh Allen has and Patrick Mahomes has. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, uh, and who am I forgetting? Um, uh, oh, and Tom Brady. Yeah, that guy. I mean, are you kidding me? Devontae Adams is a, is, is a clear-cut number one. Equimania St. Brown is serviceable. They brought back his buddy Randall Cobb. Tanyan, and I hope he's okay, is serviceable. There's very, very good. And Mercedes Lewis, uh, they have a lot of weapons. They have a lot of solid, but they, you know, Devontae Adams is a clear-cut number one. And they went out and paid Aaron Jones, and they have A.J. Dillon. The thunder and lightning tandem there. And their defense, apparently, again, this league is so much about the draft. Look at all the draft picks Brian Gutekind hits. Right? Look at all of them that he picks and hits on. He doesn't miss much. And it showed, again, on Thursday Night Football against the Arizona Cardinals. Now, where did the Green Bay Packers go from here? I mean, look, to me, at 7-1, first in the NFC North, you know, it's it's a very clear-cut situation. Uh, they've got a really, really, really interesting stretch coming up. Um, they end the year with Minnesota and Cleveland, which they should walk over both of those teams. Uh, they've got the Bears in the middle of December. But they go at Kansas City. You know, what will can that's next. What will Kansas City be at that time? I don't know. That's a Fox game, by the way, late Sunday. Can you imagine the number that that game is going to do. Oh my goodness. It might do, you know, it might do like a 27, 28 share. I mean, it, it really might, you know, um, it really might. Um, several million people in America will watch that. Then they have the Seahawks at home should win that game. I don't know if Russell Wilson will be back by then. That's a couple weeks away. I would assume so, but you never know. At Minnesota's tough game, but they should win that. Then it's home for the Rams. Then they should walk the Bears. Then they're at the Ravens. Tough game there. Wicked defense. Home atmosphere. They host Cleveland. Should be a win. Minnesota host at Detroit. Now, again, they could be sitting people by then. I don't know. They're 7-1. So out of the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 games to go, which still seems odd to me because I love the 16-game schedule. It's an even number. You didn't need it. But, hey, the NFL is promoting player safety, but we play another game. Sure thing. Um, you know, 
if in the nine games, I, mean, I think this is a 7-2 and two football team the rest of the way. I don't like to be the guy who says, that's a win, this is a win, that's a loss, that's a loss, because injuries happen on both sides, different things can take place. But I think when I look at the whole, I'm like, okay, like that, on the whole 7-2, okay, maybe you lose, maybe you get upset on the road by the Vikings, but then you beat Baltimore, right? So you trade off there. All I know is there's nine games left, and out of all of them, when anything can happen on any given Sunday or Monday or Thursday, um, Green Bay at 7-2 and two for me seems like a safe bet. 14-3, and three, and here's the kicker. Is that enough to get home field advantage in the NFC? The Packers are clearly ahead of the Cardinals right now. When you win these type of games, it literally is like two wins. And I had to explain this to somebody like a thousand times last week over again to make them understand what I meant, right? So the Packers beat the Cardinals, and I'll tell you what. I, not only did they beat them, right? So they have a leg up in the standings there. But then you add another layer of it, which is the home field aspect. They have the tiebreaker against them as of right now, right? Like that's as of right now. That's what happens. And it's it's big. It's huge. So the teams, I would say, that are sort of in that home field battle the most, I would say would be Green Bay. I think Dallas is going to fall off here in the not-too-distant future. Um, but I would say Green Bay, Tampa Bay, and the Rams, you know, at this particular point. I think, you know, you're going to have a couple teams kind of hover around. You know, a lot of teams are down and out. A lot of teams are maybe wild card teams, but not as good as those three. It appears as though those three are the big three. And Arizona was one of the big four, but now I think they're behind. Because I think Green Bay really separate. I mean, going to hostile territory, being an undefeated team, that offense, those playmakers, that physicality, that speed. <clears throat> Arizona flies the ball, man. I, you know, they are a very, very fast football team. Uh, and I'll get to them in a minute and, and kind of them the rest of the way too. But I, I'm telling you right now that when you win a game like this halfway through the season, it's a major, major deal. The Packers have shown it all. Up until this point, it looked like to me that they didn't, you know, they weren't really like playing their A, a football. I think they beat the Cardinals with B football again. I really do. I think their defense played A plus football, but I think overall they played like a B, B plus game. I really do. Uh, they made plays when they needed to. That counts for an A plus, of course, but overall now B, B plus. I mean, Rodgers had 184 yards, 22 of 37, two touchdowns. He was good enough. He wasn't great. He wasn't awful. He was in the middle. Like, they went into Arizona and played a team game and won by three. It was a physical game. Points were hard to come by. It was only 10-7 at the half, and then each team scored 14 in the second. It was not a, you know, a game in the 30s as I expected. Uh, I thought Rodgers would light them up. I thought Murray would light them up. I thought this would be a shootout type of a thing, but I credit both defensive coordinators and the game plans and the like for being able to do this. Uh, what, 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 a great, what a great win for Green Bay. Uh, if I'm a Packer fan and I'm 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 thinking about my season right now, and I'm thinking about the off season and what could have been, and the possibility that I would have I might have lost my quarterback. I mean, look, if you've got Jordan Love right now, um, 
and 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 this is especially true for last Thursday's game against Arizona because you didn't have Devontae Adams and you 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 know you were missing Lazar as well. I, I I'm here to tell you that if you had Jordan uh, Love, you would be up shit crick without a paddle, and and I would give you, I would give you two wins at the most. Aaron Rodgers is in there. They're seven and one, and they are in the literal driver's seat, right? Literally in the driver's seat right now for home field advantage, right? I mean, them, Tampa, the Rams, they're all kind of in the driver's seat, right? But like Green Bay beating Arizona, they beat the undefeated team, which means they, more than the other two, have that tie break, you know, against, against Arizona. Alan Lazard out. You know, Devontae Adams out. If you had Jordan Love in there, you would have lost by 30 to the Cardinals. The Packers have had a lot of shaky games this year. They've played C, C plus B, B plus football. I mean, if they have Jordan Love in there, I tell you right now, they don't beat Cincinnati. They, they're not even in that mess of missed field goals towards the end. Would they miss five, eight, eight something field goals in the last five minutes or whatever the heck the, 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 the number was? I can tell you right now, they do not beat the 49ers on the road in week three. They don't. You know, they probably beat the Lions. Um, at the Bears, I don't know. Washington football team, 14-point game, eh, I don't know. You know, I really don't. Just a great win. I mean, a phenomenal win for Green Bay. It, it was just a tremendous win, tremendous, tremendous win. And by the way, I gotta add this before I get to the Cardinals part of this. Russell Douglas, who had the game-saving INT, he was on the Cardinals practice squad earlier this month. He's gotta be feeling pretty good. Gotta <laughs> be feeling pretty good. ML Sports Platter brought to you by Stanley Law Offices, Liverpool Physical Therapy, Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, with big support and thank you to the Swan and Whitaker families. Um, for continuing to impact and support the ML Sports Platter. Let's go down over to the Cardinals here. Um, <clears throat> man, Kyler Murray was not good. He was having trouble right from the get-go. I, I could see it was going to be a tough night for him. He was really having a hard time reading the Packer defense. A lot of disguising for Green Bay. Are they blitzing? Are they not? Are they going to you know bring the linebackers up? Are they not? Are they this? Are they... Very, very great game plan. Very good game plan by Green Bay. You know, safeties up or are they back? They took away, for the most part, they took away the big play. DeAndre Hopkins only had two catches for 66 yards. You sign up all day long for that if you're a defense. I don't care how good your defense is. You sign up for that. A.J. Green, 5 for 50. Christian Kirk, 4 for 46. I like Kirk a lot. Zach Ertz, 4 catches for 42 yards. Not really that great being on my fantasy team, my man. In fact, it's funny. Uh, James Conner is on the team I'm playing, so my man Chaz has got him this week. And, of course, James Conner scores two touchdowns. The first touchdown, though, Zach Ertz caught the ball and got tackled with, like, the two. I'm like, of course he did. And then James Conner ran it in. I'm like, eh. you know, that's it's funny. Fantasy is just like the real NFL in a way, right? You look at fantasy different because certain – players are better fantasy players than players in general. For example, Cole Beasley this year has only really popped off in one game against the Titans. All the other games, I haven't played him. He's not that great of a fantasy player. 
He's a slot receiver, but he's not a great fantasy player. I wouldn't put him in over Calvin Ridley, DeAndre Hopkins, Keenan Allen, right? We wouldn't put him in there right now over Cooper Cup. Those are Derrick Henry, phenomenal. And again, I know that's different positions, but those are phenomenal fantasy players. In this particular case, uh, you know, uh, the similar the similarity is for sure. Like, oh, if that happens, this doesn't happen. You know, you think about trials, tribulations in a game where, oh man, if you get a touch, if you get touchdowns on those first two drives, you know, you you're looking back on that, you win that game. You know, those kind of things. And in fantasy, you're like, man, if Zach Ertz hadn't scored, or if Zach Ertz had scored, uh, I'd be like ten percentage points, you know, higher to to win in in my fantasy league. So. There are a few things that are very similar. Where do the Cardinals go from here? Well, I mean, look, I think they're fine. I mean, they're still a 7-1 and football team. They're still uh, the top echelon of, of the NFC. But I want to see what the Cardinals do from here to see if they've learned from last year. Was this a game, and I haven't read it yet anywhere, I, I don't know if Cardinal... Twitter is saying I don't follow anyone on Cardinals Twitter. Um, Twitter isn't real life anyway. Uh, but you know, you 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 think to yourself, okay. Last year when they had the Hale Murray, <clears throat> and they 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 took a nosedive, and the Bills ended up going on a huge run, going to the AFC title game. Have the Cardinals learned from? you know, last year, and, and and it's weird because it's, it's the question is the same in a different circumstance. What I mean by that is sometimes you can get a major, major, huge, crazy end of, you know, the game buzzer win like they did against Buffalo, and then they're riding the high, and they get wicked confident, in this, and then they tumble down. A game against Green Bay, which they lose, you know, they're going to go up against the San Fran team next, you know, this coming week. They should win that game. They have Carolina and then at Seattle. I mean, the next three, they should win. They should be 10. Actually, they should win the next four going into the L.A. Rams game, right? Because they have a bye week, and then they prepare for the Bears on the road. They have the Rams on December 13th. The Cardinals should be 11-1 and at that particular point. That's why this win for Green Bay is so big, because Arizona really should reel off four in a row. They should. San Francisco's no good. Big-time quarterback problems, always injured. Carolina's free-falling. At Seattle with Wilson, will he be back by then? I guess. But then, even with them, they're not that good. And then they should win at the Bears. I mean, they should be 4-0 coming out of the gate and 11-1 going into that Ram game, right? But, and then they have Detroit, and then they have the Colts, Dallas, and Seattle. I mean, the schedule is very, very, very uh, doable. I mean, the toughest games for them are, are at home, by the way. Indianapolis and um, and, uh, and and Los Angeles, although, well, Dallas is on the road. Da- Dallas and, and the Rams are the two toughest games. Indianapolis will be right behind that. But two of the three are at home, right, out of that group. This Cardinal team should be a 14-3 football team, right? I mean, they should have the same record as Green Bay, which, again, brings me back to the other point. It's why this win was so big. Because if Green Bay and Arizona finish 14-3, Green Bay gets the edge on home field. I mean, that's how, you know, this is a game separated by inches and small facts, factoids and all the rest. But I want to see what this Cardinal team does because does this game, and I haven't read this yet, but you know, does this game impact the mental side? Does it impact, well, the Cardinals, man, can't win on the big stage, still against the big team, the big brand, and the big quarterback, and the Hall of Fame guy in it. You know, because this was one of those games. I mean, it really was. 
They manhandled Cleveland a couple weeks ago. They manhandled the Texans the week last week. They're not really a football team. Uh, they barely beat 49ers, but they beat the Rams by 17. That was probably their biggest win of the year on the road. I mean, they smoked the Rams. That was a huge win. But before that, it was Jacksonville, Minnesota. They did smoke Tennessee the first week of the season uh, as well. And I remember the week one overreaction that Tennessee was dead. Uh, now look at Tennessee, right? It's, again, overreaction. Nothing is more overrated and overreactionary than NFL week one. I mean, there's nothing quite like it, right? I think Arizona will be okay, but I think they're a 14. I think they slip up a couple more times somewhere. <clears throat> I don't know where, but I'll pick them to go 14-3 and three as well. I think they'll be okay, though. You know, And I think they'll be a threat in the NFC to go to the Super Bowl. Because um, I think they're going to learn from last year. Now, you have the Rams, you have the Bucks. Let's see where those teams kind of mark up. But I think 14-3, and three, you know, will there be a team that goes 15-2? and two? I think 15-2 and two might be the number in the NFC to get home field advantage. 15-2. and two. Think about that for a second. I think 13-4 and four is the number in the AFC as of right now. I just do. Because I don't think, I don't think, I think Tennessee is really good, but I'm not sure they're a 13-win football team. The Bills are in the conversation. They got to go on a run. They have a soft schedule. The Bengals, we don't know if they're ready yet for the stage. Same with the Chargers, same with the Raiders. So I'm leaving those guys back. The Ravens, they're a solid team, but do they jump off the page at as a 13 and win win uh, 13 win team to you? They don't to me. 14 wins, 15 wins? Yeah. That jumps off the page when we're talking Rams, Bucks, Packers, and to a degree the Saint the uh the Cardinals. So I think these two teams are gonna be fine. I think that game was really, really fun, really, really physical, really, really great. Um I'll tell you, when you look at these these def you know if they meet again, you know the these defenses really came to play, and that was an Arizona defense that was super aggressive as well without JJ Watt. Chandler Jones was back, but he didn't look right. He didn't look himself. He only had one tackle, and it was a solo. Uh, you know they were carried by. Um, you know, really, Jordan Hicks and Thompson and, and Buda Baker. Buda Baker's been unreal all year. Uh, their linebackers were 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 solid, although in in run game situation, big run game downs, they were they were manhandled by the Packer running backs. They were manhandled by the line. They were. I mean, Isaiah Simmons got trampled over a couple of times. So, uh, you know, some things to fix for for Arizona certainly. Uh, Green Bay did not play a perfect game as well, but it was a good game. It was a good physical game between two of the best in the NFL. And I really enjoyed it. What a win for Green Bay. Hats off. Rasul Douglas on that practice squad for the Arizona Cardinals now making the INT to save the game for Green Bay uh, against Arizona. And, uh, boy, hey, when the Packers play, <clears throat> you know, some A football, huh? What in the world is going to happen when they play A football? AA plus football. Gonna be interesting. Mike Lindsley with you. It's the ML Sports Platter brought to you by our great friends at Rosie's Corner. If you're in and around Central New York, right off the Bartell Road exit in Brewerton, get on over to Rosie's. Pizza, wings, pasta, hot and cold subs, and more. The stuffed shells, the classic burger, fried shrimp, you name it. No, oh, by the way, they have the custom homemade food, cold me uh, menu items, cold weather menu items, and they are to die for. 
I had the turkey slop last week, amazing. Chicken and biscuits the week before, amazing. They have meatloaf Monday and, of course, fish Friday every week with the coleslaw fries and mac and cheese. They also serve up mac and cheese on Thursdays as well. I would recommend a couple of things. If you've been to Rosie's a couple of times, you want to try something new, try the meatball bomber, try the gold fever, or the garlic parm wings. Rosie's Corner, getting it done. Go find them on Instagram and on Facebook, and they deliver via Grubhub as well. We are also presented by our great friends at Sit Means Sit Syracuse, your State Farm agent, Matt Graham, Stanley Law Offices, and Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State. Tax-efficient retirement planning. Get your financial future in order today. Go visit Brian on LinkedIn and Facebook and at advisors.massmutual.com. Find my ML Sports takes all over the social platforms, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, IGTV, and TikTok. And, of course, you can hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports, the ML Sports Platter, on Instagram and Facebook as well. Follow along. Send me some topic ideas and some of your thoughts in the world of sports as well. Thanks again for listening to the ML Sports Platter. And as I always tell you, enjoy the games. University of Maryland Global Campus was established to bring a respected state university education to working adults at home and abroad. 70 years ago, we sent professors overseas to educate service members and their families on military installations and on the front lines. Today, we're online because that's where working adults need us, that's where you need us. We'll support your commitment to being a successful student with services that fit your lifestyle, and we offer more than 90 programs and specializations for where you are and where you want to be. University of Maryland University College is now University of Maryland Global Campus. We go the distance because times have changed, but what we're made for hasn't. UMGC offers online support for veterans, including resources at the Veterans Resource Center, no-cost digital materials replacing most textbooks, virtual advising, transfer credits, and lifetime career services. Speak to our dedicated military and veterans advisors who can help you find the right degree for your career path. Visit umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV. Help Jews in Poverty at HelpJewsNow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.